the baptism of our Lord, January 10th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your dear children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the baptism of our Lord is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Thus says the Lord God, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. The epistle is from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, the first chapter. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. 
Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus once with sinners numbered had no blemish of his own. In the waters of the Jordan, his true worth and work were shown. Heaven opened and the Spirit there descended like a dove. As the Father's voice resounded, Hear, my Son, the one I love. John confessed him as the Savior, Look, the sinless Lamb of God. Yet he dared not loose the sandals, of the one God's love had shod. Oh, how fair the feet of Jesus, 
bringing news of peace to us. Christ, the herald of salvation, preaching mercy from the cross. This the baptism that our Savior greatly longed to undergo. This the crimson cleansing needed, so the world God's love might know. This the mission of Messiah, as he stepped from Jordan's stream. He, the chosen and anointed, Son of God sent to redeem. Jesus once with sinners numbered, full obedience was your path. You by death have consecrated water in this saving bath. Dying to the sin of Adam, rising to a life of grace. We are counted with the righteous, over us the cross you trace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. The Father speaks from heaven as from the mouth of the prophet Isaiah. Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. His words from heaven are more than a declaration of pride in a well-behaved or well-accomplished child. It is not an adjectival statement, a description of the degree to which an act has brought swell to the chest of the Father. It is an identifying marker. Yes, the Father certainly does take pleasure in the Son who believes in and who trusts in him, and who thus obeys the command of the Lord. But this declaration from the heavens is so much more than that. The Father ties together what he has spoken of this Son through the prophets with the long-awaited presence of this same Son in the flesh. The baptism of Christ in the Jordan is not a new or a novel work of God. It is an act long expected. It is an act demanded by faith 
in the words and promises of God. The word of God has already been manifested to his people at various times and in various ways, as the author to the Hebrews confesses. In signs and wonders he has been seen. Through the mouths of priests and prophets he has been heard. On rare occasion and to his chosen people he has been seen and heard in fire, in cloud, and in thunder of the heavens. But on this day, within the octave of the epiphany of the Lord, the great revelation to God, from God to man, the word is manifested in the flesh. He is seen and he is heard as before, but not hidden by magnificent wonders. He does not speak with tongues of flame that do not consume, but with breath and with tongue. He does not veil himself with cloud or mist, but walks among his people. Now also he is touched and he is tasted. The word is flesh and is your flesh at that. This epiphany is expected, for the Lord has already revealed that it was to come. He has already spoken of who his Son is, how he will appear, and what this eternal Son will do when he arrives. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. The Son is a servant both of God and of man. He is not a slave, one whose will is bound and conformed to another's, but one who serves willingly for the benefit of another. The voice of God confirms this man in the waters of the Jordan as the incarnate word of God, the Son of God, the servant of Isaiah. The voice of God marks the beginning of the end, the start of the fulfillment of promises long believed and long awaited. This servant has come in the flesh to serve by redeeming man. He comes to bring the justice of God to creation, justice that destroys sin and rehabilitates in mercy the beloved children. He comes to make a new covenant in his own flesh and blood, the final sacrifice of atonement and the final offering for sin. He comes as light to give sight to the blind eyes of sin, to illuminate the way of life and to shatter the darkness of death's gloomy prison. He is anointed in the Jordan for this purpose. The water upon his head is the oil of coronation, and the glistening droplets down his back are the robe of power vested by divine right. The Spirit, his Spirit, rests upon him and leads him by the hand to your salvation. You also partake of this heavenly anointing. For St. Paul writes to St. Titus, when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, he saved us 
through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. His chrism is your chrism, which means that his death is your death and his life is your life. His is a baptism into death, for his anointing marks him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Yours, however, is a washing away of sin. His baptism is an infection, a voluntary infusion of the most deadly disease creation has ever witnessed. Yours, however, is an admission into the hospital of heaven, wherein you receive again and again the medicine of immortality from the Lord's own hand. Thus, the ministry of Jesus must begin in the waters of the Jordan. For it is in these waters and in this act that he receives the dreadful weight of sin's burden that he brings to Calvary to put to death. This is the work of the servant of God. This is the task of the Son of God. This is the proclamation of the word of God through the prophets And this is the proclamation of the word of God made flesh, death for sinners, life to sinners, the New Testament of covenant in the blood. As the Spirit rests upon him, so too does the Spirit rest upon you. As the Spirit takes him by the hand and leads him, so does the Spirit lead you. The new life of the Son is thus a life lived in motion. This new life is not static, nor can it ever be. It is the way. And this way is not aligned with the false ways of the world. For evidence of this, simply look around you at this world, at your country, at the events that have transpired even within the last year. Is your call truly to the cares of life here Is your loyalty truly to the princes of this world? Is your God truly the economic or the political sphere? If so, take heed to your own baptism of repentance and abandon the path you trod. When the Spirit comes upon you and takes your hand to lead and guide you upon the way, He pulls you away from the mess around you. You are in this world, but you are not to be of it. You must permit that the Son would serve you, and in serving you, strengthen you in a life of active rebellion against whatever spirit and God guides the world around you. You have no right and no privilege to attempt to prevent the Lord from doing this good work though you do have the ability. You are transformed. You are conformed to the image of Christ. You are not like the masses. You are of the testament of Jesus' blood, victors over sin and death, and the willful, God willing, invited, awaiting the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom. The Father's words declare the identity of the Son as the Word, and they declare the task of this word according to his eternal promise. 
But that is not all they declare. These words declare the reality of life in this word. Through all hardships and in all persecutions, the church has never fallen away. Why not? Because through the prophets and at Christ's baptism, the Father promises that Christ's work will not fail. It has not, and it will not. Therefore, the church will not fail. For within the faithful body, Christ's work is still living and it is still active. No rebellion, no insurrection, no war, pestilence or strife, no dictatorship or regime, no force on heaven or on earth will ever be able to overcome this work of Christ. No authority on heaven or on earth will ever topple Christ's bride, even though her steeples, her pulpits, her altars, or all her raiments and her walls be broken asunder or burned to ash. Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Your eyes are now opened in his epiphany to see the victory his baptism in the Jordan enacts. In your baptism you participate in him, in his life and in his victory. His baptism is who he is and who in him you are made to be, son and servant, beloved one in whom the Father is well pleased. Follow him and no other, and sacrifice all as you do. Nothing matters but the Son of God who comes to serve. This service takes place in water once for all and for eternity for all. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord, from all sin, from all error, from all evil, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, help us, good Lord. In all time of our tribulation, 
in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment. Help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord, to rule and govern your holy Christian church, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your wholesome word and to sustain them in holy living to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and who are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, and to accompany your word with your grace and spirit. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and to help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, to defend all orphans and widows and provide for them, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage, and to have mercy on us all. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.